It is so important to invest in other people because it's the most rewarding feeling when someone listens to you and you see the benefit in their life. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory broadcast. I'm Jeremy Pearsons. We're building upon the foundation of the integrity of God's Word this week. We're developing our faith. We're learning to trust God, believe His Word in every single season of our lives. You know, things around us change, but Jesus... Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And what he did then, his word can do for you right now. Father, we come before your word today with eyes wide open, ears wide open, and a heart open to see, to hear, to know, and to understand in Jesus' name. Now listen, get your Bible. I want you to join Brother Copeland for today's Bible lesson. Watch this. John chapter 6. Let's begin reading with the first verse. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude, say a great multitude, this a lot of people, a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. Jesus went up into a mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come. And he saith unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There's a lad here which has five barley loaves and two small fishes. What are they among so many? Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down and number about 5,000. Well, there was also women and children, so, you know, 20 30,000 people, that's a lot of people to feed. You know, this, they just talk about this, but, uh, you know, like it's a few minutes. There was hours involved in all of this. Jesus said, make the men sit down. Now, there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down a number about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves. When he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. When they were filled, he said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Well, that took a lot of time. Can you imagine? Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of five barley loaves. Fragments. 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 It still sounds right. Anyway. <laughs> Which remained over and above under them that had eaten. 
Then those men, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of truth, the prophet that should come into the world. And when Jesus, therefore, perceived they would come and take him by force to make him a king, he departed again to a mountain himself alone. When evening was now come, this is all day long. It doesn't say how many people he prayed over. It doesn't say how many they laid hands on. It doesn't what you know he did. Huh? You know he did. I know he did. This had been a long, long day. When the evening was now come, his disciples went down unto the sea and entered into a ship and went over the sea towards Capernaum. They're going home. It's night. It's time to go home. It was now dark. So this thing's been going on all day long. And Jesus was not come to them. The sea arose by reason of a great wind that blew. So when they had rowed about five and 20 or 30 furlongs, about three miles, it's in the middle of the night. Can you conceive of how tired these people are? You guys in the ministry that's preached all day and preached two or three services on Sunday, you, you know, you know what, 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 how that takes that out of you. And Jesus came walking on the sea, drawing nigh unto the ship, and they were afraid. But he said unto them, It is I, be not afraid. Then they willingly received him into the ship, and immediately the ship was at the land whither they went. They didn't even make a wake. <laughs> Brother Hagan was telling a story I was, I was highly impressed with, talking about, the, talking about intercessory prayer, praying in the Spirit, divine communication with the Father. And this was back in the days um, oh, this, this was back uh, in the very, very late 19th century, early 20th century when this, this uh, missionary was telling this story that Brother Hagin had read after, and then later he heard him speak. He was in Africa and uh, they were they, they had taken a sailing ship to, a, to minister to a tribe considerable distance from their home uh, base. Well, there was a woman. In fact, she was, she was a missionary at another station up there. And she contacted him. And she said, I, 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 she said, I had you on my heart. She said, I tell you, I, I had such a burden. I had such a weight on me to pray for you. She said, I just prayed in tongues. And she said, I just prayed in tongues for hours. And she said, I, find, I fell off to sleep and I woke up and just prayed in tongues again. She said, I prayed in tongues nearly all night long. She said, something happened to you? 
She told him when it was exactly this night. He said, well, let me tell you. <laughs> they, the situation kept them there longer than they intended to stay, and it got dark. This is a little sailing boat. You can't see the inlets. And the, 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 the captain that he had rented this boat from said, uh, he said, what are we going to do? He said, the, the captain said, I don't know. He said, uh, I, 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 I can't see to navigate. He said, we, we will hit the reefs in there. And, and he said, we can't survive that in this small boat. We, we can't do it. It, it. We can't survive it. Well, all this time, this woman's praying in tongues. So he said, well, let's pray and we'll just put our hands in the, ourselves in the hands of God. And he said, of course, the whole crew, boy, he said, they, they, all of a sudden, they, they wanted to pray too. And so they prayed and prayed and believed God. And he said, as God is my witness, that boat came up out of the water and sailed across above the water and plopped down in the harbor right in front of their dock. Amen. That's, that's the reason we need to be listening to God and praying for those. Pray for all saints in the spirit perseveringly. Glory to God. Praying for the nation. Pray, obeying God. He said, pray first of all for all men, kings, and all that are in authority. That the church live in peace and honesty and godliness. This is good in the sight of God our Savior. Hell of all men to be saved. And come to the knowledge of the truth that there's one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus. Amen. And then just take off in tongues. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he got them home, didn't he? Whoo, they got home in a hurry. Hallelujah. Don't, don't you know they thought about that later? They said, reckon we can do that again? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let's, um, <laughs> thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord. Glory. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I can... Uh, Thank you. Matthew chapter 17. This is a startling situation. Oh, and it, it, it changes the whole, it, it changes the entire depth of scripture that we have used again and again and again. Look at the 17th chapter of Matthew. 
24th verse. And when they were come to Capernaum, and when they came home, they that received tribute came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? He came to their house. Now that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? I mean, what do you think before you're just out in the street or someplace where all this happened? It never, never occurred to me, but this affects your imagination. They came to his house, to Jesus' house. He saith, yes. And when he was come into the house, Jesus, he, he, he came into the house and said, boss, they want, to, they want you to pay taxes. What do you think? <laughs> he came into the house. <laughs> What thinkest thou, Simon, of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute of their own children or of strangers? And Peter saith unto him, strangers, Jesus saith unto him, then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should offend them. Go unto, go down to the lake. Now, they know now where this house is. Now, they thought it was Peter's house because it was so big. But then they have since learned through archaeology, it was Jesus' home. And it was right there on the lake shore. You could sit on his back porch and look right down there to Peter's dock. He could sit there and watch him. And as you read this, you, you'll, you'll see where there's once he's looking down there. They're working. You remember when he said, uh, got, he got in the boat and said, cast, cast your nets. And Peter said, I got, I'll cast the net. Remember that? When you read that carefully, you can see Jesus seeing all this bunch of people down there. You know they're waiting on him. Don't you know, don't you know they had spies on every road coming into town? Amen. He's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. And you can see where he's looking right there at them. So he walks down, walks through the multitude, and then gets in Peter's boat and said, push me, push me out there. And of course, they just jumped all over him when he came in. He said, no, push me, push me out here a little bit. All of a sudden, you're widescreen. You're, you're actually seeing in your heart and mind what's going on. You get to where you're not studying the gospel. You're living in it. I love it. I love it beyond my own being. Hallelujah. <laughs> like one fellow said, this will make somebody out of nobody. <laughs> yes, sir. Glory. Now watch this. Uh. He said, go down there to the lake, cast in a hook, take up the fish that first comes up, the first one. You know what he's saying? 
And when you open his mouth, you'll find a piece of money. Take it and give them for, uh, unto them for me and for you. He's saying, Peter, don't get excited because there's money in that first fish's mouth. They're biting. Keep catching. It's in the first fish's mouth. Don't get so excited over money. Get supper while you're there. (laughs) Chapter 18 is not really there. At the same time came the disciples unto Jesus saying, at the same time. So, If they came, Peter came in the house to find out what to do about the taxes. At the same time, the disciples came in the house. And I'll tell you before we even read any of it, he taught the whole 18th chapter of Matthew right in what I call his own living room. Oh, man. Now you can understand what he said. And again, I say unto you, if any two of you will agree. But there's something here that's sweeter than that. Are you ready? Fashion your seatbelt. They're right there. Same time the disciples... Uh, under Jesus came saying, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child. So some of them brought their children in there. That little child was right there in his house. There's been times before I thought, I wonder where they got that kid. <laughs> well, now I know <laughs> that it wasn't just a child walking around. Hey, you little urchin, you know, <laughs> no, no. No, this is one of the disciples' children. He didn't say the apostles, the disciples. The house is full of disciples. And they brought their children. (laughs) Widescreen. Glory to God. My goodness, where was I? Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. Can't you see it? They're, they're all just crammed in there, just hanging on to everything he said. And he turns over there and, and he calls it, come here, baby, come here, come here. And, and some mother's sitting over, he's going to touch my baby. Ah! <laughs> Whoa. I hope he behaves. When, when, you, when you read this and you find out we're right there in his house and this is somebody's child that's right there. I mean, this, hey, hey, this gets real all of a sudden. And, and, and that, that, that baby's mama or daddy is sitting there thinking, oh, he behaves himself. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter into the kingdom of heaven. And he goes ahead and teaches, whosoever shall receive one such little child in my name receives me. 
And he's, he's teaching, he just comes right on down, he's teaching line on line. Take heed that you despise not one of these little ones. And he's still got the, he's still got the little guy hugged up like this. In heaven, their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven. My name's Adrienne Bankert. I'm a national news correspondent for ABC News. It was a dream of mine since I was a kid to be on national TV. I worked in local news for years, but my dream deep inside of me was that I would live in New York City and be able to be broadcast all over the nation, all over the world if possible, and it's happening. I lived in my hometown, Sacramento, California. I lived in Dallas, Fort Worth, and I lived in Los Angeles, but inside of me there was this just hunger to get to national television. I could not quench it, I could not stop it. And so you at least have to investigate when you have a desire that's strong. And the one thing that I think that kept me from driving off a cliff with my dream was the fact that I had people in my life to help talk these things out with. Somebody invited me to a conference and I happened to meet Bill Krause. And I was just amazed at the wisdom that he had and the strength that he had and the confidence that he had. And I thought, where did he get all this stuff? I ended up joining that church, joining his church. But what I really found was family. And it doesn't matter what job you have. You need somebody to tell you you're loved. You need somebody to tell you you're accepted. And I happened to find it at my church, which introduced me to all kinds of things. But it was also to help build me up so that I would have not only the confidence to pursue my dream, but I would have the character to pursue my dream. They wanted me, even though I was on TV every day, to volunteer to be a camera person, to volunteer to edit video. And it was my pastor who said, I want you to empathize with each person on your crew. I want you to understand where they're coming from so that when you go to the next market, you're even more kind, you're even more understanding than most people would be because you've been in their place. I've been mentored and coached and I've seen the benefit and I have just this umbrella statement that I use which is we all need a tour guide. And so I've become a tour guide in other people's lives and uh, so many of them have come across my path because of my career. So my, I'm very grateful for my profession that I've been able to see and meet other individuals because of those doors. It is so important to invest in other people because it's the most rewarding feeling when someone listens to you and you see the benefit in their life. I'm like, oh, that's what a mama feels like. That's what a daddy feels like. It's like they're listening and because they're listening, they can now live more of the life that they wanted, that they were dreaming of, that they would be fulfilled by. It only adds to our value when we're able to see the value in others. And to me, what I've learned is through the relationships that I have, through the connections that I have, through the family that I've built, I have the wisdom that I need to live day to day, the life that I've always dreamed of. Not just the career and the job that I've always dreamed of, but I have, I've become the woman I've always dreamed of being, not just the professional that I've always dreamed of being. When I joined my church, um, Family Community Church, I had not heard of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. 
And I don't know how I didn't because it's always on TV already, but when I found out about it, just hearing the heart of their partners made me want to become a partner. And then when I started going to believers conventions in Southern California and then in Texas, I just thought, this is a whole new world. And the foundation that they were able to give us in learning the Word of God and learning faith is just, there's nothing like it. This is, it's the ripple effect for a whole, multiple generations of people. And, and I get to benefit from it. And I cannot thank them enough for being so rich in the Word that they could be rich on this earth towards the kingdom and towards God's people. So thank you, thank you. Thank you is not enough, but I am so grateful that I am a part of the family and I'm a part of this ministry. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. And remember, Jesus is Lord.